Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters Podcast. This is episode 35. You've got Chris and Brian. Um, this time around, we're going to talk about using rimfire firearms for training purposes, um, be that a 22 caliber you know, AR-15 or AR-15 pistol, uh, something like a Ruger 1022 um, or you know, 22 caliber um, pistol that you can use um, mainly to get more reps for, for your dollar. Um, also for introducing you know, new shooters to firearms, um, new shooters to training, uh, being able to work, you know, on an indoor range or at the farm where you don't want to make, you know, tremendous booms. Yes. Um, yeah, long rifle, 22 long rifle in particular, um, has a lot of training analogs, works really well for some of that. Uh, we're going to break down different options and kind of how you go about doing that. Absolutely. Um, we have one of our customers here who's a regular who is a super, super knowledgeable long range guy. Um, and he actually uses a rimfire bolt-action rifle to shoot out to 600 yards. And, and generally what happens is he wakes up in the morning and it's 30-mile-an-hour winds. And he goes, ooh, goody. Then he goes and grabs his 22 to go shoot in crazy wind to learn how to dope wind. So there are so many different uses for 22 as a training analog. It's not even funny. Um, so understanding that, uh, you know, right off the bat, AR ammo. I'm going to start with ARs and having a 22 training analog. Um, AR ammo is not cheap. Uh, good training ammo. I mean, cheap training ammo is still pushing 200 bucks a case or 20 cents a round. Um, decent training ammo, copper jacket, brass case stuff that's mil spec that's going to give you, you know, maybe close to the same point of aim, point of impact, and stuff like that as your party ammo is 30 or more cents a round. And then if you want to actually train with your party ammo, um, hit the lottery, find a sugar daddy, or go join the FBI because they actually shoot the stuff they carry. Um, it, it, it's spendy. So having said that, um, you know a number of the guys that we shoot with, myself included, uh, we have 22 caliber conversion kits for ARs. Um, you know pros and cons. Pros: cheap ammo, um, quiet. You're not ticking off the neighbors, uh, and probably more than anything else. It, it, did I say cheap ammo? I'll say it one more time. It's really flipping cheap to shoot 22s. Um, you know, so that's one of the reasons that we use those. If you're shooting 50 yards and in, or even 100 yards and in, depending on target size and what you're trying to achieve with that training evolution, um, having a, a 22 conversion kit. Um, you know, we carry the conversion kits from CMMG, um, and and they work like a flipping champ. Um, you know, you're talking about something with a couple of mags and a bolt carrier group. Uh, you know, a 250 bucks, something like that. And you're using the gun you normally use to include sights trigger, stock, additions, lights, slings, etc. And if you start looking at what all those adjuncts to a good fighting rifle cost, um, going and buying a 22 caliber dedicated gun or even just a dedicated upper becomes a fairly expensive proposition. Still not untenable and still not necessarily a bad idea because generally those upper conversion kits would be more accurate than the, you know, than a true uh, bolt carrier group conversion kit. Which leads us to the drawbacks of that conversion kit. It's not real accurate. You're pushing a 40 grain lead 22 bullet at low velocity down a bore that has a rifle twist rate generally of you know one in nine, one in seven, somewhere in that range, which is just a little too fast to stabilize that lead bullet. So your accuracy kind of suffers when you start getting out at any kind of distance. So you're not going to want to take this squirrel hunting with you, um, but on the range for a lot of accuracy is good enough. We're more worried about movement tactics. Um, techniques and procedures than accuracy, then that might fill a void there. Yeah, and we're still talking being able to hit you know the 
the down zero circle on an IDPA target at 50 yards would Easy. be a problem. Easy. Yeah. Uh, we're just not, you know, trying to trying to do the same thing where you're punching out the X ring on a B8 target at 50 yards is probably not going to happen. Yeah, different beast. Uh, the other, the other uh, warning as well is, um, you know, there's a lot of concerns around when you run lead through your gun. If you shoot enough lead, you'll plug up your gas port, blah, 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 blah. Um, I've run boat loads of 22 ammo through my ARs. If you cycle a few rounds of 5.56 five, behind them, one of two things will happen. They will run flawlessly and blow whatever lead might be occluding the port out uh, and into the bolt carrier group because it's an AR, so clean your stuff. Um, or the gun will not work because the a gas port is occluded completely and something's jammed up and you'll know it. So at the end of your training session, make sure that you can run a few rounds of 5.56, five, half a dozen rounds of 5.56 five, to either clean things out or give you fair warning that you've got an issue. Um, I don't know anyone who's ever had an issue with that and nor have I ever had an issue with that and I've had training sessions where or days where I've run 1500 rounds of 22 through one gun with an AR conversion through one AR with a 22 conversion and, and not have that happen um, you know may, maybe it does I don't know yeah we generally recommend running CCI mini mags or the Aguila super extra high velocity yep um, which are the copper washed uh, 22 long rifle with a little extra kick behind him um, to keep things cycling nicely. Yeah, it is still a semi-auto, so you definitely need high-velocity rounds and a rimfire. Um, another great option would be analogs, um, you know, to the AR, you know, something that's a 22 caliber purpose-built AR-style rifle. Um, there are a number of them out there. I will tell you to be extremely cautious about buying a 22 caliber or rimfire semi-auto made by a company that isn't known for making good ARs or making rifles, period, because they generally don't work. There are a lot of guns out there that, that in 22, and, and I, I hate to mention brand names like Mossberg, um, but the Mossbergs and some of those other guns, they're, they're just miserable to work with in the AR platform because they've taken the gun, slapped some kind of shell around it to make it look like an AR, and then they still use a crappy magazine that doesn't work well, and they put crappy stuff around that magazine to make it fit in an AR mag pouch, and it just is a train wreck. Um, you know, and, and then I would be cautious, be cautious too around from a quality perspective. Um, e even some of the better brand names still just don't work well, or you need to buy very, very specific ammo, and, and that can create some issues too. Um, uh, you know, some of the Smith & Wesson M&P 1522s, uh, to the point that we've really stopped selling them, um, you know, was a gun that when it first came out was a phenomenal option, but I don't know what Smith has done to, to change that gun up but the newer ones we seem to have problems with so uh, right now we are having very 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 good luck from a reliability perspective and pretty good luck from a accuracy perspective from the Tipman products uh, we've sold a few of those and had customer feedback um, one gentleman is a retired law enforcement officer and pretty avid shooter and, and actually got to talk to him on the phone probably about a month ago and he'd had the gun at that point for three or four months runs like a sewing machine um, and is shooting um, with Ely Ely does a semi-auto match round, I can't think of the name of it, uh, but there's an Ely match round made for semi-auto guns, and with that round at 50 yards, the gun's shooting under an inch, no problem. So, you know, you're talking about a 2MOA gun, easy, um, maybe better than that, so, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty phenomenal for a 22 long rifle. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, that's, that's... Granted, he's using really high quality ammo, Yeah. but still very good for, yeah. you know, a, a non, like, and shoots. Exactly, trade, yeah, yeah. semi-auto gun, rifle. yeah, absolutely, so... Yeah, so um, along with that, um, 
you know, there's a lot of, you know, we want you to run an analog that's as close to the gun that you're actually going to pick up should, should you need a rifle. Um, but I will also say that, you know, something like a Ruger 1022, um, the Ruger 1022 is almost infallible. It is just a phenomenal tool that just works all the time. And even though the manual of arms isn't the same, um, it's a cheap gun to shoot and they make some variations of that product that you can literally fit in a sling bag or a backpack or whatever. I mean, literally called the backpacker. Um, and, and that system, that gun, that magazine, that combination of action has been in, has been on the market for going 60 or 70 years now, 60 years, something like that, a, long a ridiculously long time. And that, and for that entire time, um, is, has been known as one of the most reliable semi-auto 22s out there. Um, maybe perhaps not the most accurate, but they shoot well enough to hunt with if you needed to put meat on the table. Um, that they do the job and it gives you again an inexpensive analog from a firearm perspective and an ammo perspective even if it's not an exact analog yeah and 1022s tend to eat everything yep anything high velocity doesn't matter what's hollow point um there's a lot of stuff they'll eat um you can give yourself some forgiveness too if you put a suppressor on a 22 uh, the increase in back pressure will let you eat standard velocity ammo a lot of times um, from a gun that won't normally eat standard velocity ammo so you can get quiet and then get quieter which is a wonderful thing as well. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, covering long guns. The last thing I'll throw out there is uh, uh, back to, you know, our guy who shoots LR. Um, you know, maybe pick up a good bolt action. You know, Savage makes a phenomenal um, FBSR uh, Mark II rifle. That's a, it's, it's got a nice little bull barrel. It's a threaded gun. It has an AccuTrigger that's adjustable, and they're flipping tack drivers. Mm. And something like that, you know, learning how to shoot a rifle is learning how to shoot a rifle, how to hold it, uh, get in a good solid position, how to squeeze the trigger without screwing up the sight picture, how to get your breathing down. All those BRM basics can still be practiced with a bolt action 22, um, you know, albeit at lesser distance, in, unless you're one of those guys who can make it happen at long range too. Yeah. And honestly, you know, having a 22 that you can, you can reliably do things with and is accurate enough to keep you honest at 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, really gives you the opportunity to maximize that 100 yard distance. Yep. Whereas you're working with an AR-15, you know, okay, 100 yards should be pretty easy. Yeah. Um, you're not really gonna to see the difference on did I screw the trigger up? Was my breathing the way it's supposed to be? Yeah. You know, were my positions really solid? Um, the velocity of the the T23 round kind of covers up a lot of those errors. Yep. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so long guns, you know, as an analog, you know, the 22 is, there's a lot of different options there. If you've got questions about which one might be best for you, um, you know, based on what you want to achieve, again, stop in and have a conversation with us. Let's talk about it. Um, because switching over your AR may or may not be the best option and buying a new gun, a new, you know, 1022 may or may not be the best option. Um, you know, buying a new gun is always the right answer, but we'll cover that in another podcast. Um, moving on to analogs, uh, for handguns. Um, out on the market today, there there are a number of, again, buyer beware, there are a number of very, very good quality uh, 22 caliber semi-auto firearms. Um, some of them can be near exact analogs to the guns that you carry every day. Um, some of the guns that you carry every day can be modified to be almost exact analogs, but in rimfire. And then there are some guns that, you know, like we mentioned on the Rugers, uh, that kind of fall outside that analog, but there's still really good practice because you're lining up the sights, you're pressing the trigger, um, but maybe you're doing it a little more quietly. Maybe you're doing it on a range where you can't shoot center fire. Um, maybe you're doing it in your backyard and not and not frustrating the neighbor and their horses and whatnot. 
Um, so, you know, it, one, one of the guns I'll throw out there that we carry and sell and have had really good success with, um, Ruger makes a really cool little gun called the SR-22. It's a semi-auto gun that is double action and single action, so it's a DASA gun. So if you're running something like um, a CZ P07, P01, you're running an older Smith & Wesson DASA gun, you're running a Sig Sauer 229, 226 DASA, it gives you a gun that has um, the ability to have a long first trigger stroke and then short thereafter, and it also has a safety that in that mode acts as a decocker so that you can handle that gun or teach a new shooter to handle that gun as they would their defensive tool. Um, or you can treat the safety as a safety and shoot it as a, you know, as a hammer back gun too. So uh, a couple different ways to make it work. Price points are very affordable. They come threaded. Uh, so if you want to put a suppressor on it, you can do that. Uh, sight options, the sights on them are good enough for training. Um, I don't know that I would me necessarily mess around with switching sights out uh, from that perspective, but that's going to be a personal choice. Um, along with that, uh, Smith & Wesson does their M&P uh, series under the 22. Uh, solid gun, reliable gun, at least the new versions run really well. Uh, again, available threaded, similar trigger pull to your uh, M&P 9s or your M&P Shields and M&P Shield EZs and 380. Um, great analog, especially to the 380 EZ Shields that are out right now. Um, those are really good options that are just straight up guns. And again, you get into maybe accuracy um, from a perspective of the barrel set up for the gun properly and it's a unitized gun. So you get pretty good accuracy out of those guns too. They're generally fixed barrel guns with a little bit lighter trigger than their full caliber analogs. So if you um, if anything you wanna to add to that? Yeah, just, you know, again, being able to, to run, you know, 22 long rifle at four to six cents around versus, yeah. you know, 15 to 20 cents around for a nine yeah. millimeter uh, you can get a lot more training time in sure 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 uh, it's also a really comfortable i'll call it comfortable yeah way to introduce you know younger shooters to pistols uh, somebody who's brand new to shooting pistols yeah because you have tremendously reduced um, recoil muzzle blast it's just it's a lot easier for somebody who's never shot a gun before to get yeah. into the shooting sports yeah, and those factory guns generally are, are smaller grip-sized guns, so they do fit those with smaller hands, uh, some female shooters with smaller hands, and then, and then kids. Um, unlike the next option, the next option is going to be going to a conversion kit, like something from Advantage Arms for a Glock or for a Smith. Um, now you're going back to a full-size gun, so if you're bringing new shooters into the fold, um, it's a little bit heavier gun, and it basically needs to be an adult-sized person to shoot that gun. Uh, but again, another really good analog. Uh, the Advantage Arms conversion kits are something that we have access to. We don't stock them all the time because there are such a myriad of options available. Um, they do those kits with stock sights and their LE configuration. They do them with adjustable sights in a different configuration and with and without threaded barrels. And in the case of Glocks, they do them in Gen 3s and Gen 4s. Um, so if again, if the Advantage Arms product is something that you're interested in, um, I've been running an Advantage Arms kit for going on over a decade um, on a couple of different Glock 19s. Um, you generally buy them specific to the generation of Glock, in my case, and the Gen 3 ones work on the Gen 3s really well. You can convert them to a Gen 4, but there's some hiccups with that that you have to be aware of. Um, but you are keeping the same size grip, but you're also keeping the same size magazine too, so your mag pouches are interchangeable and things of that nature. 
um, and it does allow you to switch over to whatever sights are on your current gun uh, their dovetails match up and all that fun stuff so the conversion kits for the pistols are also a really good option um, um, with the conversion kits for the pistols you really want to make sure you're running CCI mini mags yes yeah even the even the Aguila uh, Super HVs um, the, even those can be a little bit finicky um, I've noticed that the gun I have um, I, I, that gun has been named the, the bad word um, with that conversion kit on it because if you don't have the right ammo, it, it, you, you might as well just put it away. It's entertaining um, to watch. It is indeed. It is indeed. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. But still, you know, like I said, a viable option if you're willing to pony up for a little bit better ammo because you are getting that direct one-to-one -one analog with the gun you carry every day, holster-wise, mag pouch-wise, etc. Uh, the only thing you're losing is weight and recoil. Um, the last option, uh, again, we go back to the Rugers. Ruger does a number of really good guns, um, and I'm not excluding other good quality 22s, uh, semi-auto 22s, um, but Ruger does like the Mark III's and Mark IV's that are single-action guns. They're very light trigger pulls. They're target guns. Um, in some cases, lightweight because they have sleeved barrels, and in some cases, heavy because they have bull barrels, but generally pretty good sights, pretty accurate guns that are very easy to shoot. Um, the control surfaces and control engagements are often dramatically different from a carry from a carry weapon, as is the trigger pull. Um, but lining up the sights and pressing the trigger is lining up the sights and pressing the trigger. The more you can do it, the better. And if you can introduce a newer shooter to it, um, you know that's a good analog or a good choice as well to play around with. Um, you know, magazines, spare magazines aren't terribly expensive. Uh, if you look at the Ruger product specifically, holsters are very common. Um, accessories have blown up in that market, so if you want to Gucci it up and have some fun with it, you can do that too. Yeah. Um, plus, they also make some guns that have you know built-in rails for optics and stuff like that too. So you know, if you want to get a new shooter used to putting the dot on the target and managing trigger, um, you know, pressing the trigger and managing that trigger without disturbing the sight picture, and then you want to teach sight alignment later. Um, then that's a good way to do that too. And that, that seems to be something that's starting to pop up in the industry as a thing, is teaching folks on dots, giving them the success of a dot and the fundamentals of a dot, and then going back and working on iron sights. So there are definitely some ways you can do that too. Yeah, and the, honestly, the 2245 makes a really good way to get a newer shooter, especially a younger shooter, um, involved in something like IDPA or USPSA. Yeah. Um, they're gonna run unclassified, obviously, because it's 22 long rifle. Um, but it's a safe, you know, effective way to get them involved, you know, in an action, in competition. Um, so if your kid, you know, wants to go with you to the to the match, mm -hmm. you know, one of these lets them actually compete too. Absolutely. Check with your range, um, and with IDPA guidelines, and, and with the specific range you're going to. Some ranges have age limitations. You have to be so old, um, you know, to to ride this ride kind of deal. So definitely confirm that before you buy the full kit and show up, and then Junior has to sit in the car or just watch. Um, because they'll get bored just like I do. Cool. Guys, um, I don't want to beat up on you anymore on 22s as an analog, but man, it's a great way to do it. You can buy ammo for cheap and stack it deep, have lots of it laying around. Um, if if a, a new a buddy's friend or wife or your, or your kids or somebody else decides, hey, I want to learn to shoot. I want to go do the shooting thing. Or hey, you're going shooting. Can I go with you? Um, you've got a, a second tool that's ready to go do that and teach somebody and get them squared away and then it gives you an option to have something a little less expensive to shoot with on a regular basis and maybe just get more reps in um, or get reps in someplace closer to home than you normally train so yeah yeah some of the the best days i've had you know just trying to to learn different techniques on the the brm side of the house 
has been with the 20, uh, yeah, 1022. Yeah. Yep. Because um, I can get enough reps to repattern different things. Yes. So. Um, on that note, come and visit us. We're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road. Um, you can see what we're up to on a regular basis on Facebook and Instagram. We are at Cap City Outfitters, and we're on the web at capcityoutfitters.com. Thanks so much, guys.